Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 278, a coaching session on restlessness, aimlessness, and simply being. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. I'm really excited about this conversation because it brings back someone I coached in um, a previous episode, maybe a year ago. Um, I have it here. It was episode 266. Um, it's Betty. Betty was a, a a big favorite when I coached her last year. Um, and what I coached her on last year was just she had this urge to be constantly moving um, really kind of an over-exercising thing, but it really kind of went beyond that, you know, and we, we looked at it a little deeper, like, like what's there when you stop moving? And, um, and I think that some of that was helpful for her. She told me it was, it sounded like it was in the session. And now where Betty is, is in, in kind of a really different place, but also kind of a similar place, which is beautiful because now there's just, a little bit more to see. So um, now, and you'll hear Betty talk about it, but now where she is, is after so long of undernourishing her body and overmoving, um, she lost her period. She's having some health issues. So she's on a health protocol, which has her eating um, a higher, higher calorie diet than she had been and not moving doctor's orders to not exercise. Um, and so, as you might imagine, this is bringing up a lot of stuff for Betty. And one of the things that I love most, it may not come through so much in the conversation itself, but what I love most about this is that Betty sent me a lot of emails and they were very conceptual questions. They were things like, um, you know, what, where is innate health when clearly my body is kind of broken right now because it's not functioning the way that it should. And and sort of like higher level questions like that. And I knew, I mean, I can, I can speak to those things. I can match theory with theory and concept with concept. But I'm like, this is not what's going on here. This is not what's going on for Betty. Like these are sort of the surface questions. And um, it's so cool as a coach to see that, see how our mind does that. Is she, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's just, this is just what happens. But it's like to kind of know, like, no, this is the question your mind wants to ask to maybe sort of hint at what's really going on, but let's just look directly at what's really going on. So as you'll hear in this conversation, there's a lot for Betty, so understandably, as there would be for anyone um, around identity changing, around just being with what's arising, not having um, a purpose and a goal and a function. And man, that's so universal. And, and it's so weird because it's so universal and it feels so personal. She has all the reasons you'll hear that where it makes perfect sense to her in her mind that, well, of course she needs a career or a purpose or a goal or or some function in life. And yet, it, like, isn't that what everybody's mind says in one way or another? And how can it really be? And so what we're really getting to here with Betty is 
can you be when your identity as an exercise instructor and this person and that person, when all of that has fallen away? Because that was never there to, to stay. It was never there to stay. And especially as the way that Betty was doing it, right? She knows, you, you can hear her. She knows that it got too extreme, it got out of hand, and that this is like a check and balance that kind of needed to happen, which is beautiful. She does know that. That doesn't make it easier in the moment necessarily. So that's really where we look. Um, I love this conversation. I think you'll love it. One thing I want to say is Betty's calling from Israel. Um, the, the connection is a little fuzzy to start with. It doesn't start off great. I thought we were going to have to stop the session, but she told me it tends to get better and she was right. So stick with it. It's a little, it's a little uh, not so great early on, but within... Yeah, I don't know. Within a little bit, the majority of the session is pretty clear um, and it's definitely worth sticking in there for. So enjoy this conversation with Betty. Hi, Betty. Thank you so much for coming back on Changeable. Thank you for having me. It's very, very kind of you. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk. Um, I know we've had a little email back and forth, but it's so, so much easier sometimes to just get to really talk. So, um, so yeah, maybe just, just, kind of summarize what you're going through right now and how I can help. So the last conversation we had was, I think, over a year ago. And we talked about my inability to sit still, um, perhaps a little bit about exercise, over-exercising. And you had told me to just experiment with sitting. And I did try. It wasn't really... It went through phases of being able to slow down and then feeling anxious again and then moving a lot, doing a lot, always needing to be busy. Um, but I guess <laughs> I, I really wasn't able to slow down and it really was continually to take over my life and the fear of me slowing down would slow down my metabolism continued. Um, and I guess our emails was about the fact that I lost my period um, and then what didn't really take it seriously because the only other time I ever lost my period was when I had a serious eating disorder and it was very clear to me I was over exercising and really not eating but this time I thought I was eating pretty good especially compared to like would say the people that I was around um, and I also thought that my exercise was no big deal that's I was exercising what I thought was maybe a little bit more extreme than the average housewife, but definitely lots of my friends who are into fitness exercising as much as them and they didn't lose their periods. So it was a very confusing. And after now we're reaching three years of no period, I uh, started taking it very seriously last year and I went to an OB. I'm 40 years old. So I, it's really kind of the last chance I'm going to have another child. I think that's what spurred me to actually take this seriously. And uh, she sent me to a sports dietitian who works with athletes. And she said, and I cannot ever pronounce it right. <laughs> I don't know why. It's called HA for short. Hypoact. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Hypo something Maria, which is basically undernourishing and over-exercising which again was confusing to me because I didn't think that, that I was doing that. And uh, it's been a 
a half, it's more than half a year. It's almost eight months of me trying to up my food, cut out every few months, more exercise and sit more. And, and it's just very confusing to me because I don't understand why I still haven't gotten my period back. I'm eating over 3000 calories plus a day. I haven't done any cardio almost like, I mean, I do, I don't own a car, so I do a lot of walking, but not power walking or anything. Um, and it's just really confusing why I haven't gotten my period back. And I know that we talk about, there's no such thing as trauma being stored in the body and there's no, and they talk a lot about trauma being stored in the body and needing to do mindset work around body issues and, Intuitive eating can't come until you really have accepted that your body is going to reach where it needs to be. Like the, the, the way they put it is you try to control your body your entire life and your body said no more. You can't dictate how much weight you're going to gain in order to get your period back. And no one could tell you your body's going to tell you when you get your period back that, that you gained enough weight. And it's really hard for me because I'm already chubby now. I still don't have a period. I'm scared how much more weight that my body needs to feel safe. And then we talk about all the time that like, there's no such thing as not feeling safe. Like that's just a concept. <laughs> Your body can't hold that. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's very confusing. Yeah. And it's, and the timeline also, like you're, you know, you put so many years of stress in your body. Well, your body's going to need a lot of time to, to heal from that. But bodies don't know time. I thought, I thought we don't hold that kind of concept in our body. I thought it's only the now. So why isn't my body feeling safe now? And I don't know how to not stress out about the gaining weight. I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes I've seen glimpse of freedom and not caring what I look like, but it, and I know that we're greater than just our bodies. It's we're, we're it's our bodies don't define our worth. And I know how much freedom in at least in times the past <laughs> year of not exercising that I could have for other things that that's been evident to me. And I do also see how I kind of made an idol worship out of it. Like that was, everything is the exercise and nothing could come before the exercise. So I do see how damaging it was, but it's still something it's healthy to move. It's healthy to exercise. And I, it's something that always brought me joy and now I'm not allowed to do it. So I feel really lost and aimless and I am, I was giving exercise classes and I can't do that now either. So I don't really have any other skill sets. So I don't even know what to do with my time. And I feel myself just like floating through the day aimlessly, not knowing what to do with myself. And to, even if I do get my period back, there's a whole maintenance thing that they say that you have to do. Otherwise, you'll just lose your period again. You can't just jump back into exercise and till you're again. That's a time thing. Your body has to feel that you're like steady on this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I don't know. I just feel so aimless. I have no other skill sets. I don't know anything but exercise. And I'm really lost. It's like I, my identity is gone and and I know there's more to life than just my body. That's been very clear to me. But so there's like two parts to this. One is like the whole, I don't get the time thing and how long my body has to, like the feeling safe, my body has to feel safe. Well, I don't know how to make her feel safer. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do about that. And that's one. And the second thing is the aimlessness of like, 
I don't know what to do with my time now. I really don't. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. And I think what you just summarized at the end, like those two issues is is a really great kind of summary of this in a way there's, so let's look at those two things. Um, the time thing, you know, I don't know either. Like no one knows that's the thing, but I, I guess it's just, you know, in listening to you and having been through my own version of this and, and, you know, I think we all are because we're not in charge of our body. We're not in charge of life. We're not in charge of what happens. So there's so much for all of us where it's just been like, okay, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here waiting to see what happens. And that's kind of our, that's hard, you know, that's hard, but it, but it's life that we aren't in charge of it. And you're doing, it sounds like all the kind of quote unquote right things. And your mind is just saying, yeah, but it's been eight months and I'm gaining weight and I don't like it. And it hasn't helped. And, and I just wonder if you can kind of see like, that's where the suffering comes in when your mind's like, okay, I'll follow the rules, but there's a limit to a certain extent. And I shouldn't have to gain this much weight and it should have come back by now. And I need to make it safe. But again, none of that is really in our control. You know, I mean, you just, all you can do is you do the best that you can see to do, which it sounds like you're doing based on what your doctors have told you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I and then I think, well, doctors aren't always right, and maybe this is ridiculous. Like, this, is, this is insane. Like, who eats this amount of food? <laughs> like, that's, I don't know. And like, how is this the way out? How is this? I don't. Do you mean that from a, when you say how is this the way out, and you're like kind of questioning it? Um, I don't know. Say more about that. Like, like maybe it's just not maybe it just doesn't feel worth it to you are you questioning whether this is even the right medical advice yeah and I guess also there there is like a hope because of the one thing I've never been able to do is really know my hunger and fullness cues ever I just don't really know unless I'm starving and then I know I'm hungry mm-hmm. or I've eaten so much that I know I'm full so there's a little part of me that says like maybe this will teach me this will actually teach me also when I'm really hungry and when I'm really full, because I mean, I listen to your podcast uh, forever and all these intuitive teaching teachers and they always just talk about fullness and hunger. And, and I don't really, I don't know. Like I look at my daughter and I think, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me how she could just eat and then like be halfway or even quarter way. And she's just like, I'm full, I'm done. Like, I don't even know what that means. And then I'm thinking, how do I learn that? when you're being forced to eat all this food, it's like, you don't have a choice yeah. in the second you wake up, you got to eat. And then there's such a stress around within that first hour of eat of waking. It's like, this is not normal either. This is not a normal thing to do that you have to be looking at the clock and you can't like lay in bed late. Cause it's like, okay, that hour you got to eat your breakfast. Otherwise you're sending signals to your brain. Cause they say this is a brain problem, not um, an ovary problem that they're not, it's, it's the signals are totally turned off. So to just, there is a hope that like somehow this will help me, but I just don't see how this helps. And yeah, well, I don't know anything about the medical side of it, but it sounds like what's happening is this, this isn't a time for you to learn fullness and hunger cues. It's a time for you, I'm guessing, according to your doctors, for you to just get your body nourished. And yeah. That, 
And that's not a time to be learning because you're right. You can't do intuitive eating if you're following a 3000 calorie a day diet that they're, that's pretty strict that they're telling you to follow. So, but it's kind of like, you know, it's also not time to like, you know, I don't know, do all kinds of things. Like if you, if you have the flu, it's not time to go start training for a triathlon. Like, you know, you're just at that place where in a sense, your body kind of just has the flu and they need to get it up to a certain place first. Then you can think about intuitive eating, but this just isn't that time. Right. And so what you're doing isn't going to feel quote unquote normal because it isn't normal. This is a restorative time. It's to get you up to a certain, certain point. And again, I don't, I have no idea like what the medicine says about it, you know, and whether that's the right protocol or all of that kind of stuff, but it sounds like that's the thinking behind it. So, so can you kind of see that? So your mind will come in and say, this is crazy. I'm not even hungry yet. And it's not normal. And who has to eat as soon as they wake up and your mind for sure, because it wants to do it its way. It's going to for sure find all kinds of problems with this, but and that's fine. That might happen. But again, to kind of see like its arguments aren't really relevant. Like all that stuff your mind's telling you about what's normal and not and learning cues and all of that, they're not really relevant here because that's not really what's actually going on. Right. No, I can see that. So you just want to kind of really, really notice that and be aware of that because it, because, because your mind will argue and, and that's what it's doing, you know, and it'll, try to talk you out of doing this and again i don't know if it's right or wrong it doesn't really matter but your mind sure doesn't know so so that's kind of a kind of a big thing to see it's almost like you're going to decide whether you're going to follow this protocol or you aren't but but all your mind's arguments aren't going to be relevant so how does one know what truth is like how how does one figure out what truth is like they claim that this is this is truth, right? I hired also a private coach because um, I wanted more feedback and, and, and it wasn't, nothing was happening. So I, I hired someone who does this HA recovery and she works one-on-one with you. And, I, but like, it's, it's, some of it sounds like, oh, like I'm not a science person. I don't know what, what, what it, like I, she can send me any kind of data and I'm like, oh, that sounds Sounds good. But at the same time, um, you know, carrying extra fat on your body and not exercising. I mean, and they, and they say, well, if that was the case, then your body would be acting as a healthy female body and ovulating, which would mean you'd be getting a period. Yeah. So you have to stop thinking that health means exercise because right now you don't have a period. So you're not healthy. So right. it's like they're kind of like they keep pointing me back to that. And that makes sense. Um, but it's really uncomfortable in my body and it's, yeah. And that's the thing to look at the, the discomfort. Why is this so uncomfortable in your body? Like, that's the thing that you've been doing all of this for so many years to avoid is that feeling of discomfort. That's what all the constant moving was about. The mind might tell you it's because it's healthy, but yeah, like that's, that's a that's a <laughs> is it really healthy to be constantly moving and like they said is it clearly you're at a point where there's not a lot of health there there's some health missing because of all that right so that's where you just want to see them that's what I, and that's the second thing when you kind of summarized it there's the time thing and how do I know what's right thing and then there's like 
I just feel aimless. I feel restless. I don't like this feeling. It's uncomfortable to not go back to my patterns of controlling food and exercise, which is really what I think is going on here. It's true. But I also now know, don't even know what to do at that time. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like I, yeah. I have a lot of time on my hands now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It's very uncomfortable sometimes in that in between. And like you said, your identity is gone because that, you know, in a strange way, like that's what happens, right? We get in these even just behavioral patterns and they become comfortable even when they're not comfortable. They become so familiar and like, this is just who I am and what I do. And again, this happens for people in all kinds of different ways where something changes, you know, somebody's identity can be their career and then they lose their career and then they're in a place very similar to where you are. Like, now what? And it, and it, yeah, it's a big deal when that happens. It can feel really uncomfortable. But, but what do you see about that? Because I know you, you have a bigger sense of things. I mean, like your identity was never just the woman who exercised all the time. I mean, it may have been an identity. It might have been something your mind could latch onto and not really have to think about other things because you could just go move. It, it showed up in that way almost like as a coping thing or a familiarity thing. But, you know, in a bigger sense, like what's really, what's really missing or changed besides just some surface level kind of activities so I think you know like a little bit of my story right like I was before I came into the school and discovered this new paradigm I was full-time in in uh my therapy basically and then um discovering this got me out of it and really starting to engage in life and leaving my house I don't know if you remember that do you remember that from our other a little bit, a little bit. So when that started, like I started to try to do new things and I started to actually, instead of just exercising by myself, I started to do classes. I started um, a weekly fitness newsletter for the women in my community. I started to try to build a website, which I have no clue how to do because again, like the background is I spent my whole life really basically in the home doing nothing. Um, and I started to try to like live and to do new things. And it was really exciting time. It was like a very, it was like the first time in my life I felt like I was living. And then I don't know. I don't know. It lasted maybe a long time, like maybe a year ish. And then, and then I lost my period and I, I guess started moving a lot. Maybe around Corona. I'm not I'm really sure. Like right after Corona, I started getting more anxious. I don't know, but it felt like everyone, everything moved backwards. And now, um, I just kind of like, I don't know. But just when I, 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 like you're saying, what really changed? I was really excited about trying new things, even though they were hard and daunting. Because again, you wake up this late in life, you don't really have that many skill sets to to go on. But I was excited. I was trying. It was it was fun. It was like there was like, it was, it was engaging. It was even the failures. I was so proud of myself for trying. Like I, yeah. I tried to write a kids book. No one took it, but it still. I felt so proud of myself for trying for the first time in my life. It was it was it was exhilarating. And then this whole thing just like came up, and I started taking it seriously. And I think I just 
I like went back into my shell a little bit and I just don't know yeah. now again, because each month I get less and less ability to move <laughs> like that. Like every few months you're like, Oh, well, nothing's moving. So here's let's up another 500 calories. And now you're not allowed to, you know, let's take away the weight training also. And so it just, like, I don't know the more removal. I just felt like, I don't know. That was like, I don't want to do anything and I want to do things, but I, I, I just feel like instead of it being fun and exciting to try new things, it feels like now, like I, like I have to really remake myself. Like if I, if I really don't have my body and my, to like, as my, the, the my entry, my entry way into the world. And I can't rely on that for safety. Right. Because everybody judges people who are in a bigger body. A lot of people do anyways. And I don't have any skill sets and I really have to work hard. Like I saw maybe, maybe like all that in like excitement in the beginning, just like it all came crashing down. Like I really don't, like I started, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I've, I've gone reversed. I reversed. Yeah. Coming out of the school and feeling for the first time, like, Oh wait, you're not just, this isn't all there is and seeing the illusion. And there was so much excitement. There was so much, Oh, hope and, and working. And then, volunteering a little bit here and there like I just getting out of the house and then with all of this I just feel like I, I don't know I'm like moving backwards again into that I don't know I don't want to be on YouTube surfing stuff all day and now I'm not allowed to move so much so I just yeah I don't know I feel like I'm going backwards and I guess that's a lot of the scariness that's going on right now yeah no I get that and I and I get like the excitement when you were out trying new things and doing all this and it's so it's so weird how it works like that I mean it it was really genuine and really great that you felt good and that you were trying new things and then I think this is just how it goes sometimes is then the mind the mind just wants to grab something and make it the new identity always you know it's always trying to do that so it's like that then like you were exercising and helping people exercise and doing all kinds of things like that but then it's so easy for the mind to just take that and run with it and it did that right in a, in a pretty extreme kind of unhealthy direction so it's like it was it's great that you had this new energy and excitement and courage to go out and do things but then then at a certain point it sort of started to work against you which is not it's totally common I mean I think that happens I think that's happening all the time like we kind of even just think about like you know like in this conversation stuff someone has an insight you have a genuine insight like you really kind of see something new and then right away the mind swoops in and tries to own that insight and then apply it to everything and you know so it's like this is this is not a Betty issue like this is happening for everyone all the time and we just have to kind of see that see how the mind wants to just come in and and run with things and and as much as it feels like you're moving backwards when you think about it in that way like just consider that all that's really happening is there's just this little check and balance in place you were never really that identity of the children book author or the fitness teacher or any of that like those were things you did but those those weren't they were never going to stick around forever they're never really who you are at all they're just things you did and and again the mind kind of wants to make them more but now you're getting to see okay well that one's ripped away that's not what i thought it was so what's left like what 
what's here for you to kind of just be in and explore when it isn't about the next activity or the next identity. And it's a huge thing. And again, it's a huge thing. A lot of people go through things get turned upside down and then we're left to kind of be like, well, who even am I? But in a way, and I know this might not sound exciting right this minute to you. It's like, that's the huge gift. Like that's the, that's how we, grow and like not grow in a human sort of way but it's like you know really how we get to look at what's real and what's true in life when all of these handholds get kind of pulled away from us then we get to see hey what's here under this restlessness can I just sit and feel this aimless feeling that I feel and see who I really am when I'm not running around doing a bunch of stuff and then the mind for me comes up and says, yes, but normal, healthy people have a job. They're not just sitting at home all day, like cleaning their house. Yeah, but that's a thought. I get it. I, I hear what you're saying, but like, that's a thought. That's not true. That's not what normal, healthy people, that's not true of normal, healthy people. Many of them do clean their houses. Many of them don't clean their houses. <laughs> like that. That's not true. So you just, you want to notice that and keep noticing that. And I know it's tough because the mind is so certain and it's, and it, you know, it feels so real when these thoughts come in. But there's a lot of things, a lot of beliefs, you know, in kind of what you're saying that exercise is healthy. Well, no, it isn't always healthy. That normal people do this or normal people do that. Well, no, not really. Like, so, you know, you just want to kind of keep noticing when your mind comes in with these beliefs and, and you'll notice it by how they feel. As soon as what you're doing feels wrong and there's that contraction and that limit, that's like, oh, okay. My mind has just come thrown another belief in my path. Amy, don't you think that normal, healthy people hold down jobs? I don't think it has anything to do with normal and healthy people. I don't know what a normal, healthy person is, honestly. No, I think a lot of people in the world hold down jobs because they need to make a living and some don't. And I don't know anything about what normal, healthy people do. But when that looks really certain to you, you know, when it looks very black and white like that, you, you're going to feel the conflict of that. Look at the impact of that belief. You don't have to not believe it. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe. But look at the impact of that belief. It makes you a problem. It makes your life a problem to believe that. Like that's what that belief is saying. You're either not normal and healthy or, you know, something's going wrong here. And, and it just, I don't know, you know, it's worth just looking and saying, hey, okay, this is, maybe it really does feel true to you and it feels feels like something very true but it has to be a thought it has to be a belief and you think if i would just ease up around it i'll see what to do with my time like because i i really hate this not knowing what to do with my time like yes on one hand like i said before it is so liberating to see it's scary also <laughs> how much time i really because i doing my own workouts then plus doing the classes so that makes me realize like wow it was a lot of time on exercise but now I'm not doing either yeah I, I don't know what to do with myself and again that was like something I was good at like the one thing that I'm really really good at is giving exercise classes and yoga classes and whatever it is I, those were things that I don't need you know like I don't it was just something because I had done it all my life. It was just something that I know it was, I was good at it. I'm good at it. And I don't, I'm not really good at many other things. Yeah, I know there's such a pull toward that. And it does, it, it feels like, 
confidence and gives you a sense of direction and all of that. But, but I mean, the truth of it is it went way too far. And, and this is innate that you were asking in some of your emails about like, where's innate health in all of this? That's innate health. You just said it. You, you, you were doing a ton of personal exercise. You were exercising for your job. Like it was way too much. Innate health is your body saying no, no more. And innate health is also right now when your mind can't find something else to just kind of pacify itself with. It can't find another hobby or another thing you're good at. That's not happening. That is innate health because now you're getting, now you're in this situation where you just have to be. You just have to be in, in whatever's arising, whatever's showing up. There's nothing to run to to hide from feeling right now. That's just not accessible, not as easy as it was before. So now you're getting this incredible opportunity that life is trying to show you, hey, there is so much more than what you just go do. There's so much more than just constant moving. And it, and it makes sense that your mind doesn't want that. You know, that that just like, no, I don't want that right now. But can you, do you see what I mean in that? Like, can you kind of see how this, this is, I don't know what the answer is going to be. No one knows. That's the whole point. It's a mystery. But to be able to sit in what you're feeling and be in life in a different way that's not kind of running off to this activity or that activity is an amazing opportunity. A scary one, perhaps, but so much truer than just kind of it's like if you lived in one room of your house your entire life and now all the doors are wide open and it's like hey you can go wherever you want you can even leave the house that's terrifying if you've lived your whole life in one room but it's also freedom and freedom is just terrifying sometimes in the beginning when you say that I should be journaling, like uh, my mind keeps wanting to think like, but, but what are you, it keeps saying like a mantra. I feel so, like, hey, I hate when people do this to me. Like like a little kid, sometimes they like just keep repeating like what they want. And I'm doing that to you as annoying as anything. But like, my mind keeps saying over and over, but what are you going to actually do with your time? Like, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? Um. And it's interesting because my husband says to me, which is really kind of him. He's like, this, why don't you look at it for the, like, a, like you just kind of, it's kind of mean almost, but it's like, it's like, it's you're you're like a rich old white lady. And she has all the time in her hands to do, figure out what she wants to do and, and, and enjoy that exploration. Like you, I'm giving you the freedom. He's like, I'm not telling you, you have to go do something. Why don't you take the opportunity to see like, well, what is it you want to do? And then I get so resentful that like, I, that's, that's old. I'm not an old lady. I'm 40 years old with a lot of energy and a lot of dreams, but I just don't know. Like the aimlessness makes me not be able to like focus and actually pick something to work on. And then I feel like you're saying, you don't, why do you have to work on something right now? Why can't you just see what comes up each day? But that, how do you, how do you live just, each day without like, I don't know, other people, there's routine, you know, they go out, they go to the job, they come home. It's, it's so much more, I guess the word safety and like, you know what you're doing? Like how, how does people just not have a routine? Like, I guess with the exercise, it gave me a routine. This is what I do from this hour to this hour. This is my stretching hour. This is my classes hour. This is me cleaning up after the classes. I don't know. It was so much more 
a, like a, a schedule and it was so nice to have a schedule. And now I'm like, whoa, I have no idea what to do. I have a million ideas, but like, they're all like clouds. I can't even do any of them because I, I'm scared a, and to do the hard work, which all of them require. Um, why do you think then, routine is so important to you? Like, what does a routine give you? And don't, and not just surface stuff. Like it keeps you on track and that, like, the, like go deeper. What is the, what's the feeling that a routine gives you? I know what I'm doing. And then it feels like, I feel like I, I like to see like that. I did something like that. I'm worthy. Cause I, I, I had, I did, I could tell someone I did this, this, and this with my day. And I didn't just sit and read a book. Okay. So that's it right there. Okay. So let's look at that for a minute. So you're worthy when you, you have a list of things that apparently make you worthy. And you, if you can tell people that you did those things, you feel more worthy. Reading a book and just cleaning your house, like you said earlier, obviously is not worthy enough, right? Or like, so, so there's a lot of beliefs in there about, about your worth. Yes. Do you see those as beliefs? Yeah, but I, I want to be contributing to the world. To, to, I don't want to just be like in my own four corners. But, but do you see, like, what does that even mean? You, you're the one deciding what a contribution to the world means, right? And it could change in any moment. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, but I want you to see, like, these are all ideas that your mind has kind of created that it's like, okay, do these five things, you're worthy. Do, you know, don't do those things, you're not worthy. And, and that's what minds do, but this is exactly why we end up feeling so stuck. Like, this is the problem, is these beliefs don't look like beliefs. You might know they are, but they seem so real that there's like this, all this energy and service of keeping your beliefs intact and kind of, you know, serve, like doing the right things to serve your beliefs, but they're beliefs. <laughs> and life is not going to let you do that forever, obviously. Right now, life is not letting you live in service of these beliefs yeah so so that's where we hit this really awesome kind of fork in the road it's like okay am i going to cling tighter to these beliefs and do everything i can to have these false identities in place and just try to feel a little more worthy and safe or am i going to see beyond this because it really is just a whole con it's just a whole web of constructs a whole web of thoughts that just look real and you're getting this opportunity to see to see those for what they are which is like that i mean talk about a big life like that is freedom that is it's it's everything that you're ultimately wanting is to be able to see around these i i see that um i definitely see life forcing me <laughs> to my knees in a certain sense because i want so badly to be back with like it's, I it's i want to have yeah, I want to have my period back because I know ultimately that is true, that a healthy body has a period. I mean, that's, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I feel that I don't want to back out now. I put in so much work into trying to do this and I don't know if it'll be another 10 pounds or 15 pounds, but that it is an opportunity to see beyond my body for the first time I'm being forced. Like I don't get a way out of this right now. Like I'm being forced literally to my knees and, and it's kind of like I, I in a gentle way and a not gentle way at the same time like both you know I, I I say sometimes to myself like there's people who have cancer or god forbid being held hostage or 
there's so many illnesses and sickness. Like my being forced to look at myself in the mirror is to eat lots of yummy food. Like that's kind of a nice wake up call. Um, But at the same time, it doesn't make it not painful at the same time to see my whole body change. And like you said, I could, I could just back into the corner and say, no, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm going back. But I've seen, I, there's so much truth that it's ruined my life and destroyed my relationships and made me unavailable for opportunities. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's an excitement almost that like, I do want us to push that little bit past and just see what's going to show up. But this waiting period and this aimless period of, well, what is going to actually fill your time right now? Cause now I see again, like that fork in the road, I, I see so clearly how much it took for me. And, and, and I do think that there'll be a way to reincorporate some sort of normalized healing and some sort of normalized movement down the line. Not yet, obviously. Like no one's saying that that's, this is for life. <laughs> They're not saying that. They're just saying right now until your body is in a place that it's safe enough to, to, to bring things back and, and, and then not to, it won't be brought back in the same way it was before. And that's a good thing. I do see yeah. that. But this like this, this waiting period of feeling, but what right now? Like what right now? And I guess you're right. It's very humbling to not say, for people to say, oh, what do you do? Because it's such a normal human interaction oh what, what's your job what do you do and then the shock when I'm saying nothing right now it's just it's like there's a shock on people's faces because I think that so many people in society think oh you don't have a job you must be depressed in bed I'm actually not depressed in bed I don't know what to do with myself I don't feel depressed I feel very um aimless I definitely feel scared about my body thing but I'm not depressed like I don't feel like I don't want to just climb into bed I, I have I don't, I don't know just know what to do. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, go paint. Like, what, what, like there, I don't know. How can I tell someone, well, I just painted today. And then I went and volunteered in a kitchen. Like it feels so stupid to say these things out loud. Like I, like, I feel like old people have that, um, do that. Cause they don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Well, I mean, I just, I want to look at the aimless thing, but I just want you to see in what you're saying right here, like you, you've made a few comments about what society thinks and other people. And I just kind of want you to see that that's not really like, we don't know of society. What, what even is that? Who is society? Like, I know I, I don't question at all that you're seeing a look on people's faces, but you're seeing a look that your mind is creating because you have these beliefs. I would think the complete opposite. If I told someone, oh, I volunteered and I painted, I would probably think they were going to be jealous or something. Like, I, there's nothing in me that thinks that's, and I'm not saying my beliefs are right either. I'm just saying, like, we see through our beliefs. There are no question you're coming up against people that would, that aren't judging you whatsoever, or even if they are, that has nothing to do with you. Like, but, but there's a whole belief system here that, about your worth, about your value, about what you should be doing because you're 40 versus 80. And, and that, that's hurting you a lot. So you just really want to, and it might be a bigger conversation um, or like a bigger exploration for you, but it might be really helpful for you to do something like write down all your beliefs about this and really see them right there in front of you on paper. And, and consider that none of those are the truth. That literally cannot be the truth. 
There is nothing that 40-year-olds do. There is nothing that normal, healthy people do. We don't even know what these constructs are. They're made up. But they're really, you know, the belief in all of that is really boxing you in. So I, I want to look at the aimless thing. We can come back to that too, maybe. But um, but just this feeling. So, because I can really hear you when you say like, and I love what you just said, you know, that like you do feel there's almost an excitement around this. Like, wow, I'm getting a fresh start. I know I took it too far. And now I'm getting a body reset and a life reset in a lot of ways. And I can hear when you just shared that, like, you know, that there's a part of you that's even really excited about the mystery of this and what's going to happen. And that's awesome. I think that is you. Like, that's very authentic. And 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 then, of course, yes, there's all kinds of fear and, you know, thought piled on top of that, which makes perfect sense. But it sounds like in the in the day-to-day of this or the moment-to-moment, it's that feeling of being aimless or restless where your mind was sitting there saying, I don't like this feeling. I need to be doing something. The solution to this feeling is me having a purpose or me having worth by doing something. Like, does that sound accurate? It's like your mind keeps saying, like, this feeling's not okay. And the solution is some activity. Yes, 100%. So that's good to see and great to know. And it's like, what if that whole thing is not really how it is either? What if that feeling, whatever it is, is that aimless feeling is just there to be felt? Like, like of course, the mind's going to come in and try to give some way out of it that's hard and complicated and confusing. And that's creating so much suffering right now, too, because you don't even know how to get out of it. And none of your ideas are really satisfying you. But, but like, it's so much simpler than that. It's just a feeling. This thing that it's not even aimlessness. We don't know what that is, right? That's the label your mind gives it. There's just an energy that comes up that's very habitual. It may feel very uncomfortable, but it isn't it isn't inherently anything. It's just like life. It's just you feeling life. And and what if there's just something about like this being an invitation for you to just kind of kind of just check out that feeling and yes the mind will say but then what and what's going to happen and that's exactly what it says and we don't none of that's relevant those are not real questions that have answers so that'll just be the mind jumping around trying to control all this meanwhile you just get to feel that actual energy and those actual sensations when they arise so my my mind says, like other people, or Amy could say that, and she'll say, okay, that feeling arise, and now I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But because I don't have anything I'm supposed to do right now, I don't know what to do. So I yeah. just sit there on the couch and feel it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. And what you just said isn't how it goes for me. And it isn't how it goes for other people. It's not, let me feel this. Okay, great. I felt it. Now let me go on and do something. It's it's like just feeling it's just being right here in life you notice how your mind's always going out to what's next what's next what's next it's the opposite of that it's like this is all there is this is it this is it these sensations this energy this feel this is all there is so all there ever is to do is to just feel what's here and actions will happen and things will come up and new ideas and all of that but but it's not a means to an end. Like the feeling is the, that's all, that's all there is to do is just feel. What if? So I'm just curious. I'm, you know, like how, 
can you like what if you have that aimless feeling tomorrow and kids are at school and you're home and there's nothing to do and you can't think of anything to do and you just sat and felt that i'm gonna do it because right now i'm sick <laughs> i actually have a, 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 a virus and i have like even on top of normal like usually i could distract myself by cleaning the house and uh doing other things i actually can't and i said so like it's driving me crazy because like you said like i just that i'm always moving so it's just now i'm actually for the first time the past two days sitting and then sitting and then sitting mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing to do. Like I, I got it. Like my, I keep looking. I'm like, okay, well, if you're gonna anyways feel it, you might as well fold the laundry. And I didn't fold the laundry. I just kept sitting. <laughs> I just kept sitting, and I'm just not doing anything. It sounds weird to say this, I know, but I love that. That's great. And and it, and I don't want to say it like that's the thing either. We're not, I'm not saying let everything fall apart around you and don't do anything that's better than doing stuff it's not laundry or no laundry it doesn't really matter like we're all gonna die someday who gives a crap really when the laundry's folded but like but but what but that thing that to notice for you to notice that energy and to notice the mind saying scanning and i feel that i have this exact same thing betty exact same i think i think most people probably do honestly maybe some to a greater extent than others for sure but exactly like you just sitting and feeling and there's an instant scanning of like okay what what needs to be done? What could be done? What's more productive than this? What would feel better than this? I think that's just what a mind does. But we just want to keep seeing that. Just seeing that. It's like, okay. And then I'm just sitting. And then there's the mind coming in telling me I shouldn't be just sitting. And I'm just going to sit with that. There's nothing you have to do with those thoughts. You don't have to, you can't anyway, stop them or change them. You don't, you know, you just, they'll just be running in the background. You can notice them. And then you just feel. And again, if you do that for for 30 seconds and then you jump up and fold some laundry, fine. That's fine. Then, But it's because it's not about what you're doing or not doing. It's about can I just be in this? Can I just be in what's here and what's arising rather than always listening to my mind that wants to just go stay busy? It's really fascinating because you're saying this was coming as a memory last week. Um, maybe this is a little bit too private, <laughs> but I, I think that maybe someone will relate perhaps, or you could cut it out that I'm having all this aimlessness, not knowing to do with my time. And it was a, a morning that my husband slept in very late because he had gone to bed very late and he woke up and I was in one of my, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just, um, maybe I'll search like through paintings that I had made and categorize them. Maybe I'll go back to doing some sort of art business. I'll try or I don't know. And then he came in and he was talking to me and I was so sort of like, instead of just being with him, my mind was going, but I need to do the art thing and I need to do this. And I'm thinking, you're so lonely all day. He's finally actually here in the house with you, mm-hmm. but your mind's saying, I need to clean the bathroom. I need to do the laundry. I need to cook dinner. Just be here. And it was so uncomfortable, but I did it. And it was really nice. Like it was it turned into a very nice uh, time for, for, for us. But I just, even during that time, my mind was like nonstop, like, oh no, but now I'm not going to be able to do all these things, which I had just been complaining about all morning that I'm so lonely, I have no social interaction. And it was just like, but you actually, and you don't want to, you know, I'm sick of cleaning the house. I'm sick of the same thing. 
Um, and it was just very interesting. The mind is just going to always be there. And I have to just remember that it's not a judgment on me that I could do something about that. But I hopeful that it will stop some of the time, but I just to be with what is right here. Uh, that's a perfect memory to come up because it is exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. And really like what you're sharing is, is the human condition. It's like, we, it's so funny. And it's such a great example of why we don't want to listen to like, believe the content of thought. If we believe the content of thought, you know, one minute you're so lonely and then that loneliness is kind of satisfied, at least in on the surface and then there's another problem that pops up. It's like, what the heck? That's just going to keep happening forever because that's just what the mind does. But what happens is just like you said, where you just kind of start to recognize that and you notice your mind thinking, telling you, you should be doing something else, even though everything here is fine. And it just gets to be, I don't know, just almost kind of funny. Like, oh yeah, that's like, yeah, I really need to go think about dinner right now. Like it just, you know, it, it's hard until when, when it's just kind of running in the background, it really, really kind of runs us and we get run around by it. But you have, you have enough insight already to really start just noticing when that's happening and seeing the untruthfulness of it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That these things and promises are going to help and make everything better. They really don't. The mind is trying to solve problems that aren't even problems. And it may feel uncomfortable for sure. Like even just, just to sit and have that time with your husband, like there can be discomfort. And then the mind will try to make up a story about what that means, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just foreign. And it's just like your mind is there telling you, you should be doing other things. That's the discomfort, you know, not that you weren't doing things, not that you're spending that time with your husband. There's nothing that inherently uncomfortable about that at all it's the mind badgering you to be doing something else so you see what i mean it's like the mind's always thinking and then it says see look how uncomfortable you feel but it's it's kind of the cause of that discomfort or believing it is yeah that's this is great and then of course my mind's like but should i stick with this this food thing tell me dr amy johnson should i stick with it but i think <laughs> you're not gonna tell me an answer um and I guess the answer is, I've come this far. Let's see where this goes. And if something else makes sense to me, you know, that we'd said we'd have a huge meeting at the end of November to like sort of go over all my charts, run my blood work again and see what to tweak. And, and I guess also there's a part of like trusting in the process. Like as much as I want to say, there's, you know, all my questions about time and why is this taking so long? And there really is no answer, but like no one can t give me that magical answer. No one can tell me it's going to happen in this amount of time or this amount of weight gain. <sighs> and I want to question like the medical, if this is even authentic, is this, this, is this, this, but it really does make sense as much as I'm not a medical person. It just really makes, it makes sense that my body is saying, nope, no more. Or life is saying, nope. This is your last chance to like, you, you know, you got to change. Like this can't, you can't sustain a life that is, yeah, it's really, this is my opportunity. Like you said earlier, this is, I don't want to say your last opportunity. I think life is kinder than that, but this is like, this is it. This is it. If you really, really want to do something else with your life, <clears throat> take that focus over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I I don't. Like you said, your mind is kind of like, okay, so what do I do? Stay on it or not? But you know, 
I mean, you, you know, you, you'll just, like you even said at the end of the month, there's a big thing coming up. You, you know, you just, you're just going to write it out and your mind's going to maybe throw a fit in the meantime a little bit and have a lot of questions. But like one thing I think I, if I were you, I would just kind of be kind of considering is, you know, you're sort of in this place of, I don't know, right now it makes sense. I don't, you know, I'm not getting the outcome that I hoped I would get, but, but you, every day that you do it is just another day that you do it until you don't. And if you decide not to, like decide to to go off of this plan at some point, I just be really like compassionately curious about why. Just really look at that for yourself. Like, let's say you decide not to, why? Is it, be, is it because of discomfort? Is it because of fear? Is it because, you know, like, and, and who knows? Because that's not happening right now. So this is all very hypothetical. But just keep that in mind. And there's no right or wrong. Sometimes things just do get so uncomfortable that we stop doing them. That's happened before and it might happen again. But, you know, it'd be good to kind of have a sense of that. Like, am I, am I, would I be quitting this just out of fear and then going back to what's familiar or am I quitting it? Cause maybe it isn't working for me or, you know, some other reason. Yeah, for sure. Right now, if my gut says it's fear, if I would quit it, yeah. um, that for now, that's for sure. Like if I'm really honest, it's the fear, it's the fear of every day going out into the public where people thought, oh, there's, she's so fit and flexible and getting all that validation on it. And then, and now being in a different body, that would be right now. That would be the answer. I, for now, I know that that's the truth. I think it's the truth. Yeah. And just keep looking at this piece of, of how everything is our own thinking. So it is. it absolutely looks and feels so compelling that when you walk down the street, people look at you and think a certain thing. That is all coming from your own mind. Your mind is creating those other people. It's creating what they're thinking of you. It's creating what they used to think of you or what they might think of you down the road. That's all thought. It's just arising here and then going away to who knows where. It's all so mysterious. It's just this whole conversation that unfolds within us and then disappears within us or wherever it disappears to. So I know that looks very real and solid sometimes when we're in that, but just stay really curious about that. Yeah, I, I would I would say people do make comments. Like people talk about all the time, you know, that you're not healthy in a bigger body and all these things. So it's not like a false thing that my mind's coming up with. Well, people have opinions, of course, about all kinds of things, but... You know, there's all kinds of opinions floating around that don't have any, like they don't register with us. So what what shows up in your consciousness is a certain, and in my consciousness and in everyone's consciousness is is a certain, um, how do I say it? Kind of like a a certain thread of conversation that just so happens to perfectly reflect our own beliefs and our own worries. That makes sense. So like, there's things I'm doing in my life that I'm sure people have opinions about out in the world, but I don't, I'm not even aware of those opinions because they just don't show up in my consciousness. But there are things I'm concerned about 
in my own, you know, like, am I doing this right with my kids or something like that? And sure enough, I'll hear a comment that sounds like, oh, that person is saying that I should be doing this differently with my kid. Well, that's, again, that's all filtered through my own beliefs. That is not, not anything to do. Like there's so much out there that's possible and we just get a teeny tiny little subset of it. And the subset we get is what our mind latches onto and creates. So as much as you might be able to find proof for other people having your opinions, that, that's so incredibly biased. There's tons of proof on the flip side. We just don't, we can't let it in. We can't see it. So then I would just ask you one last question, if I may. Yeah. Okay. Just then is there value in working through it? Like they have all these workbooks and journaling and about our beliefs. Like, is there value in that? Because we, we always say it's thought in the, in the moment and so many times I've heard not from you, but from other people like, well, it's just thought in the moment There's, you know, why waste your time with all the journaling and trying to make affirmations and try to, to believe something different. Like, is there value there? I mean, I just think it's a really individual question. If there's value in everything for everyone, it's if, when there is, you know, there's no like universal value in anything. Um, so it's just kind of for each of us, I think, to see what what makes sense for us. Right. But for you, like I would say, you know, I mean, you and again, I can't really know. So you have to look. But but we do know, and this is true for everyone, but just it's been identified in this conversation that there is a, a handful of beliefs that look really, really true to you that that seem like they kind of dictate a lot of behavior and a lot of your feelings. So I think it's worth really looking at those. And that doesn't mean you have to journal for months on end or do a bunch of, you know, worksheets around them or anything, but just to kind of be aware and to notice them in real time when they arise, like, oh, this. And again, I always just notice from how my body feels. Usually you're, you'll feel it physically when you're believing something that's very limiting. And then just to kind of you know, look at that for yourself. Be like, oh, what if this feels really true? I know that person has this opinion or I definitely don't feel like I did anything worthy today. But but is that just a belief? What if that is not true at all? What if it's just a belief? I love that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I think it's cool to hear. I know this is painful. And and again, I've, I've been through similar things, not, not in this I'm not with these specifics, but like everybody I think has where we get attached to a certain way of being or like activities or whatever, and that these become so comfortable and they're so well-meaning and it's great. And it really was giving value and all of that. But then it's like, it just takes this turn where now it's our identity is involved in all of that. And, and somehow life has a way of, of freeing us from that. So I think for you, you know that things went pretty extreme and now life is like just so beautiful, wonderful, like helping you saying, no, that's not the direction to head. That was too much. We're going to make it way too much and you're going to need to look in this other way. It's such a kind design to kind of consider that. And when I just hear what you're going through, I just see that all over it. You know, and so again, I know that in the moment, our, we're really focused on thought, which is really uncomfortable. But in the bigger picture of this, it's like, God, life is like so amazing for you. It's just giving you all these opportunities for more and more freedom. 
I'm going to write to you when I figure out what to do with my life. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because, because my life, my mind keeps saying, and then, then, but really life is perfect right now. And I got to just yeah. say, there is no one then. Yeah. And even this virus you have, you know, again, it's like, that's another like, okay, let's maybe just, and you have been doing this, just keep playing with just like being there in what's arising. And, and what's arising will be those and then thoughts like the mind will say now what and and then and then maybe i'll do this later and then just be there with those they're just thoughts they can't make you do anything so like just this really beautiful kind of like wow what's how is reality showing up right now yeah awesome well thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing all of this i think it's going to be really helpful for people to hear in a lot of ways because again what you're going through is so universal i think your your details are different but the the bigger picture of it is just what we all go through oh i thank you i think it's also so cool that i had a virus and i was in bed all day because usually i'm not on the computer i like really and then that you said well, can we do it we can do it now and i was like what really you know <laughs> and like, that really worked out so life life really as it's really doing like trying to get me the best possible and i have to keep acknowledging that so thank you for meeting with me yeah yeah thank you well i hope you feel better soon and stay in touch let me know how things are going for you yeah i will thank you so much all right thanks bye-bye beginning in early january i'll be leading a brand new course the welcoming what arises workshop this three-week course will expand on the free Welcoming What Arises class I taught last January. In the workshop, we'll lean in together, learning to fully embrace the felt sensations of life. I found this way of going straight into the physical to be incredibly powerful and freeing. I'd love for you to join us for this workshop. Go to dramyjohnson.com slash welcoming class to learn more and to sign up. The 2024 Change Coach Training Program is now enrolling. The course begins in January and is the most complete, supportive training around. See all the details and save your seat in this intimate group training at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training.